0: After you've stopped into Eskmath, why not head out to Guilt City? A trailer for The Night Post follows the credits.
1: Eeler's Choice is not suitable for all listeners. This episode contains depictions of animal death. Full content warnings can be found in the show notes. Listener discretion is advised.
0: We are the fisher folk of Eskmath.
2: For generations, we have made our living from the sea and from the great eels that roamish.
3: But the deeps are dark and full of secrets, and the ocean never gives back what it takes, unchanged.
0: Last chance to back out. You sure? Certain. I've worked my last shift at the Rotting Pits and handed in my notice. That was stupid. What if they don't want to hire you? I'll find a different illship.
2: Alright. Here they come. Captains? Sorry to bother you.
3: Hmm. Aren't they one of yours?
2: The one with the
1: stickers? Yeah. Fishercliff, is it?
2: Yes, Captain. Now I'm a Fishercliff. This is my cousin, Rand Fishercliff. Mr. Tackmansworth said he'd spoken to you about them yesterday.
3: Oh, yes. My dear, you remember, the cousin wants to join the crew. And you need a replacement crew member since Frywatch left to marry her sweetheart up the river.
0: I miss Frywatch. She played the accordion. I'm sorry, Captain. I can't play the accordion. I'm a hard worker, though. I work... used to work in the rotting pits.
3: Ah. That's where I've seen you. Holding the eel flesh away.
0: Yes, Captain. Oh, you'll be strong then. Good. Any experience in a ship? Ren learns quickly.
3: Mm, I remember the Fisher Cliffs. Uh, they went down with the industry and the indispensable years ago.
2: My parents, Captain.
0: Mm, good people. Skillful storm callers. Are you a stormcaller, Fisher Cliff? Smaller, chunkier, Fisher Cliff, without the stick? I. My father taught me the chance, but I don't storm call.
3: Shame. We could use a storm caller. I've never quite trusted the generators. Failed on us one too many times.
2: I'm sure Rand could if they needed to.
0: Right, Ran? I think so. I'm fairly sure I could, but. Good, good. You'll hide. Your cousin can show you the ropes. <laughs>
3: You do that one every time you hire someone.
0: I'm consistent, and that is why you
1: love me.
3: Ha, funny. I'm going to my ship now. I'll give the signal to cast off once I'm on board.
1: Oh, did you feed the cat? Yes,
3: of course I fed the cat. Anyway, that cat is near feral. It would feed itself happily on frogs, mice, and the occasional weasel, even if we never came back.
1: He is a very clever boy.
3: He's a very clever boy. You keep leaving the solid surprises. Why'd you
0: tell him boots? I'd storm
2: call for him? To get you the job? Anyway, I reckon you'll be able to. Our family have been storm callers for generations. It's in our blood. I don't... If you're going to say you don't want to, you can belay that talk. If you want to get on in the world, you're going to have to stop being so petty and use whatever skills you have to get by. What's more important, getting a good job or spiting Uncle Blessing? That ain't what this is about. <sighs> Bran... I've known you since we were both little ones playing in the beach. Do you think I don't know what's going on? Just play along. You won't need the storm call anyway. We have the generators. They don't fail that often. Captain Helmswell, our one, is just old-fashioned and grumpy.
0: Here. Why are you giving me a pebble?
2: Cole from the tide line for your first stealing trip. Put it in your pocket for luck so you wash up
0: safely on the beach. Cole wished to keep me safe. Guide me to the tide line. You sound like your father. Watch it. All aboard! Well, since you've decided I'm a storm caller now, I'd better start chanting, hadn't I? All aboard! Come on now, all aboard. Looks like
2: we're off. Come on.
0: Is there anything I can help with? We'll need to... Unbless you.
2: Wasn't me. Where'd that come from? Oh, oh. we have some stowaways. Hello. I can explain. It's not me you'll need to explain to. It's Captain Helmswell. And since we've just put out to sea, you're in a lot of trouble.
1: Please, you have to help us. Our lives are in danger. Oh... It's you. The one who felt like the sea.
0: You. From the station. Who are you?
1: Um, I'm Mary. Merrily Whitechunter. This is my twin, Princeps. Pren.
2: Nama Fishercliff. This is my cousin, Ran. What do you mean your lives are in danger?
1: I'm a student at the Scrim Chantry, and this is my sister. I was visiting her, and she was showing me around. And we went in the cellars. We shouldn't have. And the cellars were full of Polly. And the principal adept caught us down there and... Went all adventure novel villain on us. Like, you won't be leaving here alive. (laughs) And then the walls started to come towards us. So I distracted Zir and hit Zir with my stick. And I pushed Zir over. And we ran away down the hill into the docks. I said we should find a ship to hide in, as no one would look there. So we snuck on board, and we hid in this lifeboat. But we fell asleep. And here we are!
2: Well, you've put us in a quandary, all right. Do you think they're telling the truth, Ryan? I believe them. Then so do I. All right, you two. You're on the gratitude, and we're going, Elan. We'll likely be out till the evening. If we catch anything, things will get rough. But don't panic and jump out of the lifeboat or anything. Stay in there and we'll try and sneak you some food and water if we can. And if you can wait it out, when we get back to the port, we'll come and get you and get you off the ship. And you'll need to get out of those robes. Mary? Everyone knows that's what the novices at the scrim chantry wear.
1: I will. If you can get us to the station, we can get out of Exmouth and go home to our parents. I've got money.
2: We'll cross that bridge when we come to us. Oh, and if
1: anyone else finds you... If anyone else finds us, you didn't find us first. Mary will cry at the captain and say she wandered across the gangplank by mistake or something. Oh dear, silly, poor blind me. I got
2: so lost. We have to go now before we're missed. Good luck. I'll pull the cover back on the lifeboat.
1: Thank you. We owe you both. Could you smell that? No what? I recognize the smell from the screen country. Polypore.
2: Ran and I left the twins in the lifeboat and showed our faces on the quarterdeck, where we were immediately put to work helping with the rigging. The two of us were sent up to the second yard. The sky was bright gold as we sailed out beyond the piers. Some weavers were atop the last frame on the beach and we waved to them. They waved back. I scrambled further up the rigging, turning around to make sure Rand was behind me. They were not as fast at climbing as me, but I was sure they'd get the hang of it soon enough. They used to be up and down the rocks all along the cliffs all the time when we were younger. When I first started working on the eel ships, I had more trouble than most getting around on the rigging. I lost my leg to an infection when I was small, you see. My parents saved up and had an expensive eelbone one specially made to fit me. I take care of it because it was their gift to me, and every day it reminds me of how much they cared for me. I got some extra spurs and curves chanted into it, hook into the rigging and make it easier to climb. I could hang upside down off this leg if I wanted, although I'm not that silly. Show off Spall and crack their skulls open on the deck, or end up overboard and sink beneath the sea. And. I don't want to pull on it. It makes the pain worse. It was several hours of sailing before we reached the deep water where the eels roam. We could go further, but the captain's helmswell are old-fashioned and wise. They don't go to the spawning grounds where the mothers go when they're ready to give birth to their litters. The eels will birth one or two or three elvers who feed on the sea snow that falls down there, tiny particles of matter that float in the water. The winds are poorer the further you get into the spawning grounds as well, so wise captains don't sail too far in unless there's a fresh breeze that day. The sea we passed through was clear blue with banks of kelp and channels in between that the great eels swim through. If there's clouds overhead, I fancy the seaweed banks are like mirrors for them. As in the sky, so in the sea. So we hunted outside the spawning grounds. The good return came along us and we let out our net into the water to trail behind us. Tied into the net was a mechanical lure, made to mimic the sound of an elver in distress. Following the net, we let out a trawl door, a square of a hanging chain to hold the mouth of the net open. We passed the warps across to the other ship who attached them to their winches, then we sailed apart to stretch the net between us, to sweep it through the deep water. Seagulls followed us, hoping to steal from whatever we caught. They'd be waiting a while, but they would eat well when we pulled our nets up, swooping down to pick up the bycatch from the deck. The afternoon wore on, and we dragged our net gently through the calm waters. The bell attached to the net lines that rings when something's caught and begins to thrash was silent. The eelers glanced at it occasionally. The captain stood at the tiller looking thoughtful, but there was nothing. I saw her glance further into the eeling grounds, but shake her head. She was no fool to risk the rudder in the weeds. When we got a chance, Ren and I slipped back to the lifeboat to drop some ship's tack and a cup of water under the cover. Thank you. We returned to the rigging after eating and drinking to watch out for sign The flash of a fin or something whining in the deep water. As I climbed I noticed something yellow starting to sprout on the side of my leg. I knocked it off against the mast. The impact jarred where my leg was grown into my stump and I winced. I tried not to think about it. I pushed the pain into the background of my mind. I know it'll keep getting worse. Rand climbed up beside me. They hadn't noticed anything. So, you think we won't catch anything? Looks like it. Not a great first trip for you.
0: At least it's been quiet. Apart from...
2: Our little problem in the lifeboat. Yes. Would you consider storm, Stormcullen?
0: I might. But I'm thinking of what Da always says about it. It changes you. The ocean never gives back what it takes, unchanged.
2: And once you let it in, it takes you?
0: Yes. But I want to anyway. You're right. I'm being a kid about it. All right. You remembered the a chance? They're not meant to be forgettable. I'll need thread, though. Or line, something I can knot.
2: I got some wax linen from the chandelier cupboard, just in case.
0: Here. Will that do? Mm, give me a second. No, this ain't right. It's wound the wrong way, sunwise. I need to twist it the other way. Then tie a figure eight. One for the fishes that swim in the bay. Two for the sun at the break of the day. Three, Three for the moon, moon in the dark of the, dark of the night. night. Four, Four for, for the beacons outside.
2: Four is enough. Five for a ship. Enough. We don't need a hurricane. It's
0: coming. It's coming.
2: We've got one. and heal You did it. Grant?
0: We did it.
2: Come on. We need to get down
0: to help. Are you all right? I... I thought I could hear... Sorry, I'm coming. Between the ships, the sea was
2: boiling and flashing with foam as something big thrashed in the water. When we reached the deck, all hands were at the winches, trying to haul the writhing mass tangled in the net in. The good return had released their warps, and now we'd pull until we brought the eel and whatever else we caught on board. Something wasn't right, though. Mr. Tackensworth, what's happening? We're up in the rigging.
3: It's a big one, and that uncursed machine isn't working, so we can't stun it. I've sent someone below with a poison harpoon.
0: Five for a ship filled with silver and gold, six for the secrets the river me told. When? what are you doing? The electrogenerators have failed. We need lightning, don't we? Seven for the wind, for the waves, for the water, for the rain and the shadow, the sun and the dawn. Seven for the fight and the loop and the form. Seven for the binding to bring you the storm. <laughs> I never knew it would be like this, Nama. Can you feel it? Here it comes.
3: It is a storm caller and a half, Fishercliff. They can come out with us any time they like. Get that Elon board.
2: (laughs) 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 Huh? Grab that rope.
0: (gasps) What? What's wrong? kill it they have to kill it it's choking it's begging to die they will don't worry someone's going with the harpoons no you don't understand it's begging me in my head i can hear it someone has to someone has to be with it when it dies what are you doing are you mad get away from it it'll kill you Let me sing you a song of the summer, beloved Let me sing sing, you to slumber once more So sail with me now across the billowing waves Till we come safe at last to the shore Though the deeps they are dark, so daunting, my love, my sweet castaway, need not beware. For I'll gently and quietly cradle thy heart, and I'll treat thee with greatest of care.
3: Harpoons!
0: Hold
2: it! Hold it down! Hold it down! Come here. happens, because of the pressure change when they come <laughs> off.
3: <laughs> You're secured, Captain.
1: Get the nets across from the good return, and
3: then about the hold. We'll drag as we head back to port. We will grow in, but the weather may get worse. Signal the good return to let out their net.
0: Are you... I'm fine. You look... Not fine. I... I think I've got a handle on it. It was... It was a lot. You've really never done that
2: before? The storm calling? No. No. Have you? Who would teach me? My parents are gone, and your father is...
0: Complicated.
2: Exactly.
0: What, What does it feel like? Like lightning in your bones. Like you're made of wind and stars. Like you can hear all the fish fish in the ocean, ocean. all the the birds in the sky.
1: You are all of them. them.
0: Nama, Nama, something's something's coming.
1: coming.
3: Hold there! What's going on down the lines?
2: What's going on? I don't know. That's something. Captain, the pentacon
0: is boundary! She's being pulled down. We've caught something too big. Cut the lines.
2: Sailors rushed through nets and lines and began hacking at them with harpoons, knives, whatever they could find. I'd seen something like this before, when an eel was caught half in and half out of a nest and tried to drag the ship away with it. Our lines and nets are strong and thick though, made to hold a great beast in check, and they do not cut easily, nor untie easily when wet. The ship lurched again and I saw a wave wash up the side where it was being pulled down towards the water. Are we going to sink? Maybe? I don't know.
1: Hey, Noma, what's happening?
2: You two should be in the boat!
1: We got dipped out when the ship rocked! We've been seen. Sorry. And then we
2: saw it. We're enough out of the sea, wet and rotting and glistening with salt. A hulk of a head, writhing with fish, bound together by nets, brittle stars and crabs thrusting over its mass. Okay. The netlines were tangled around it and pulled the ship towards it as it raised up out of the sea. A huge, dripping mouth opened up in the hedge. What's happening?
0: bycatch! It's real! It's really real! Don't say
2: that name! and voices of a thousand creatures shrieking all at once. I clutched my head and tried to cover my ears, but the screaming wasn't coming in through my ears. It was coming directly into my mind from the hollow void of the mouth of Alec Cash. The ship jerked so hard it threw everyone to the deck, and the four of us into a pile against the main mast. It spun around, dragged by the lines tangled around by Bycash creature reared further out of the water until its head was high in the darkening evening sky and its waist at the level of the sea, and then began to move, dragging the gravity
1: Killer's Choice was created by Lou Sutcliffe and Daisy McNamara. Bevan Helmswell was played by Maria Greyhaven. Bryson Helmswell was played by Mark Nixon. Rand Fishercliffe was played by Ray Lundberg. Nama Fishercliffe was Lindsay C. Princeps Whitechanter III was played by Caroline Orwella. Mary Whitechanter was played by Tanya Miliovich. Aberford Taxmansworth was played by William A. Wellman. With additional voices by Daisy McNamara, Diego Herrera, J.E. Haywood, Tal Manier, Tanya Miljovic, and Meg Molloy Our writer, composer, and sound designer was Lou Sutcliffe. Our producer and dialogue editor was Daisy McNamara. Script editing was by Cale Brown and Pacific S. Obadiah. Our sensitivity consultant was Sarah Clark. Our fisheries consultant was Carolina W. Thank you all for listening. We're over halfway through our season now, and your support has kept us going. If you want to support us even more, please spread the good word of Eels to those you know, and maybe leave us a review on your podcast platform of choice. If you want to yell about the show, tag us on social media at Ealer's Choice. Our socials and website can be found in the show notes. Thank you for listening, and we will see you in two weeks. Hello, it's Daisy here to tell you about The Night Post. Created by an all-LGBT team, including the awesome Ray Lundberg, who you've just heard playing Rand Fishercliff, the Night Post is an audio drama podcast about the conscripted couriers of a city at odds with the ancient arcane frontier that surrounds it. You can find out more at nightpostpod.com. Now for the trailer.
0: Hello there, citizen. You've lived in Guild City for a while now. Maybe you've wondered, when you wake in the morning and retrieve the letters tucked neatly into your post box, just where your mail comes from. It comes from the Night Post, of course those faithful couriers deliver it while you're sleeping. All the better that they stay out of sight and keep the unseemly strangeness that follows them out of our city, in the skelter where it belongs. (coughs) If, for some reason, you'd like to know more about Guilt City's conscripted couriers and the burden that chose them, their secret hopes and fears, the ancient, untamed threats that hound them on their nocturnal journeys, you have only to listen. The Night Post is a queer supernatural audio drama delivered weekly in dead of night to wherever you listen to podcasts. Find answers at nightpostpod.com.